at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. Well, so many issues around our infrastructure at the moment. You remember all of those ships last year stuck offshore trans- because of the problems at the Transnet Harbour in Cape Town and, Job- and uh, Durban weren't able to actually offload their product. People trying to export uh, coal, for example, have to use the railway. They have to use the uh, roads rather than the railways to get their coal uh, to Richards Bay. That's causing problems. All sorts of different issues. Now there are various reports suggesting that, in fact, other countries on our continent are doing quite well at our expense as a result of all of this. Professor Jan Havengaar is a transport economist at the University of Stellenbosch, an expert on all of this. Professor Havengaar, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Uh, thanks for the invite. Sure. Firstly, I think we need to ask this. Has there been any improvement in what's happening in our ports since last year? Are we seeing any sort of ability to fix some of the problems that we've had? There's been uh, quite a market improvement. Uh, if you start with ports, uh, when it got to its worst case, uh, uh, we, we were in around 20 to 30 uh, vessels that was waiting to get into Pier 2 that wasn't anchorage. That, that figure is now on single digits. In many cases, in many of the ports, uh, there has been a serious improvement. And it's got a lot to do with the current management, the acting management there. Uh, I think things started to really improve was, uh, once Porsche Sizekela left. And we were able to come inside the organization again. They opened, they opened up. They become much more transparent. They allowed uh, business South Africa to help, and it's getting better. Uh, recently, in the last few days, there's been another hiccup in Cape Town because of the weather, but also I was quite pleased in the way in which they approached it this time. They said we have a weather problem, we have the new cranes, but it is a struggle. There is some things that we're struggling with, and immediately invited industry in, talked to them on a daily basis, asked their help, asked their support, and uh, I've heard from people there that they see. They see this this new approach as a breath of fresh air, hmm. uh, new visible leadership there. So I, it's only the acting leadership. It's not the final ones yet. I still hope that the minister in the next week or two will announce brilliant new leadership team for Transnet. Okay, so we might get some big changes there. In the meantime, yeah. I mean, I see, for example, um, that uh, goods that used to come through South Africa, so they'll come from the DRC, they'll come from other places, are now going to uh, Maputo Harbour, for example, and that uh, Maputo Harbour is recording, recording record volumes, and some of that are actually minerals from South Africa. So is Maputo doing well out of our problems? Um, I. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of ports in South Africa that is going to do better. And now I can take you back to strategy documents that you wrote in the 80s and the 90s and 2000. Uh, a piece of research that was done 20 years ago to take it as far back as that. South Africa, Southern Africa, and actually the whole of Africa needs east-west corridors. Uh, it's a colonial artifact to, uh, to pump everything in the middle of the country out through the southern corridor just because the British had ports here. You know, it's just not, it doesn't make sense. Uh, all of these things that we are talking about, you know, Maputo port is, as we all know, closer to Gauteng than, than Durban port. It is, it, it is uh, and then if you get the other east-west corridors that we are developing, the, the one between Walthus Bay and Maputo is one. The other east-west corridor that is doing very well is Nkala to Lubitu. So call it a beautiful container port in a, on the north coast of Mozambique. And Lubitu, that Lubitu corridor is a fantastic piece of work that's being put into place now that connects it up uh, Lubitu, uh, a port south of Angola, uh, south of Landa and Angola. We need those type of connections. Uh, the colonial artifact of pumping everything through Durban 
uh, and sometimes Cape Town uh, is not a good thing for the subcontinent. It's good for South Africa that alternatives exist. So that what's happening is a good thing. Obviously, that we can now connect it to all our own failures doesn't sound so good. That's not what we want. Uh, even if we talk about the Richards Bay, the, the Walters Bay corridor, the, um, the Transcalari, uh, the railway line. That's been planning for the last 10 to 15 years, but people now see this portion of, of, of how we're going to solve this problem in South Africa. It's going to take 10 years to build, so it's got it's not directly related. We need these type of export corridors. So it's not and it's not won't have that much of an effect of what we do. Our plan and our what we need to do in South Africa is get our colon, our iron ore, and our manganese to the sea, and fix uh, our internal beneficiation and steel industry and fix our major corridors like the N3 and N1 uh, in terms of rail. That's what we need to do. These other things is not going to play any role. Copper, for instance, is 2% of exports through Durban. 2% copper. You're talking about 2% of freight now. It almost doesn't matter what's going to happen in the world. The cheaper it is and the more infrastructure there is, the bigger the pipeline, if you like, to move stuff around and through southern Africa. It doesn't matter almost if it's our port or Maputo. All of that's good for all of us. It's good for us. It's good for Botswana. It's good for everyone. You're saying it 100% exactly correct. This is a region. We have to regionalize. And uh, as a region, we must work better. Otherwise, all that happens is we have this big brother mentality it had all sorts of problems. I once said to somebody, if you think about Botswana, two-thirds of all freight that's loaded or offloaded in Botswana uh, touches South Africa. So if you, if you look at any freight in, in Botswana, two-thirds of it sometime either started or ended in South Africa. Looked at the South African figure, it's maybe 1%. Uh, so this big brother mentality does not work for us. It, all it means is that if it goes well with us, that we import unemployment. And if it's not got not so well of us, then we get ourselves in a knot. Uh, we need to work together as a region. You're right. So are we seeing then, I mean, this could be the ch- could be the beginning of quite a big change. Ten years from now, the sort of way we move stuff around Southern Africa could be very different. If you, I'm going to give you a really shocking statistic, which is probably not going to play out exactly as it says now. But if you looked at the forecast model in 20, uh, if you go back a few years, in 1990, South Africa's GDP was 75% of the GDP of sub-Saharan Africa. 75% was South Africa. I guess that by the year 2050, it will be about 30%. So we will fall from 75% of the economy to 30% of the economy. Mozambique, if you could get his house in order, and there's problems there, but if economists look at it and they get Mozambique can get its house in order and get all its production factors going as, as it should, it should in 40 to 50 years time from now have an economy three quarters the size of South Africa. Sure. That is the, that's the mm. potential that exists. And, and it's good for all of us to exploit that potential. Maybe we can then export our unemployment day. Mm. <laughs> so, if you think about it. Professor, thank you very much indeed. Really do appreciate it. Professor Jan Havenga, Transport Economist at the University of Stellenbosch.